As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on? You're listening to the Film Drunk Frogcast. I'm Vince Mancini. We're coming at you not live from a series of fraught locations. I'm here as always with, you know him, you love him. He's the irregular regular, Mr. Matt Lee. Born a poor young country bum, Mother Nature's lum. You guys know that song? <laughs> no, I was just focusing on your beautiful voice. It's the Beatles. It's oh. a Beatles song. Mother Nature's Son, Paul McCartney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know it now yeah. that you say it. It's a great song. Can you turn yourself ch- down just a smidge? You're like a little boomy. Right, you're, you're just like boomy. Bitch. I mean, I notice right. it when How's you sing. This? How's this? How's this? That's Is this good? A little higher. A little higher. You fucking bitch. Right there, right there, right there. You, all right. Stop, stop. Right. There, good. All right. Okay. All right. And Fuck you know, yeah. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Well, you know who else we got with you? With us, me, with us, with us, just together. me. Yeah. Uh huh. Who's who's with me? Pod Jesus. yourself, the Wire producer, Brent Flyberg. Hey, uh, golden lumbers in your eyes. Very good. Yeah. Right. See? Hey, hey, Very I can nice. do it too. I can, I can put luminous in a Beatles song. Yeah, well, it's not that easy, but okay. <laughs> uh, it's actually really hard to do. People don't know that. Um. Dude, this is the whole zoo crew. This is the crew that's going to be here uh, in San Francisco uh, on Saturday, January 28th at 10 p.m. over at the Piano Fight Theater in San Francisco for San Francisco Sketch Fest presents Pot Yourself a Gun Live. So I'm just reminding people Hell to buy yeah. tickets. We yeah, know buy a ticket. These days we're potting ourselves the wire, but it's uh, it's always great to go back to potting ourselves a gun, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, we've decided, mm-hmm. you know... Um, or I've decided unilaterally that the whole show is pot yourself a gun, you know, but just sometimes we're going to pot ourselves the wire. Sometimes we're going to pot ourselves Bob Newhart show. Ooh. <laughs> you know, I never watched that. I always thought it was really weird, but I was also like, you know, 10. Um, yeah. I haven't seen it sh- as an adult. It seems like something I might enjoy as an adult. I mean, Bob Newhart is probably the most like in terms of shelf life of comedy. He's probably got one of the highest in all of comedy. Really? Yeah, because he's a timing guy. Mm. So like he had good like comic timing before everyone else had good comic timing. And now you see like so many other comics are just doing versions of his like stammer where Mm. you 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 just stammer your punchline. 
um, you say it's like he's a subtle punchline guy. And even though the punchlines themselves can be like, you know, I mean, it's like a lot of his shit is um, it's it's a little dated, like what he's talking about. Um, like he'll do a, a phone call of a guy who's on the building where King Kong is currently climbing. Uh-huh. And he's <laughs> that sounds the, good to me. That sounds timeless. Yeah, well, right. No, it's a great it's a I don't great think bit. that was like timely in the 80s because like. Godzilla oh, no, was no, what? No, 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 no. This was 50s? the 50s. Yeah. That was the, the okay. that was the 50s. Oh, he's he doing it in the 50s. He's very old. Mm. He was a contemporary of King Kong. Yeah, he and King Kong worked the same nightclubs together. They both Damn. did. They both uh, came up at, at Caroline's or whatever. They both came yeah. up at Caroline's. They both uh, used to do the cat skills together, the mm-hmm. chilling circuit. They had they that were bit over. where they grab a blonde and climb up a building with her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They both they had to like trade the bit like on the nights where they're on a show together. King Kong would do it. Mm. Oh, and mm. uh, you know, and then they would. Anyways, we can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of blondes, did you see that? Uh, Speaking of blondes, I love it. Did you did you what? hear the story from Pamela Anderson's uh, tell-all memoir? Uh, no. no, I didn't know she had one, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, on the first day of shooting Home Improvement in April 1991. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> Pamela Anderson. <laughs> is, it, emerged... is it Tim Allen's story? Yeah, it is. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson got snitched on and did 10 years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Anderson emerged from her dressing room on the Walt Disney Studios lot and found star or found series star Tim Allen loitering in the hallway in a bathrobe. This seemed normal oh, to the 23-year-old no. budding actress, but it wasn't. He opened his robe and flashed me quickly, uh. completely naked underneath, Anderson writes in her soon-to-be-released memoir, Love, and Pamela. And Tim Allen was like, huh? Huh? <laughs> He said it was only fair because he had seen me naked, now or even. Uh, I laughed uncomfortably, she writes. God, that's a stupid bit. What a creep. <laughs> that That is the... That's so... I feel like it was kind of creepy. funny when Rodney Dangerfield uh, flashed people. But well, Rodney Dangerfield, there's okay, so there's a big difference. I mean, I, I, a lot of women will disagree with me, but <laughs> I think there's a big difference between like types of like nudity as joke. I feel like the more like the uglier you are, um, the more it's like a little bit acceptable because mm. it's almost like, look at this, I'm disgusting. Wow. So your yes. position is that Tim Allen is not ugly enough for to be funny. Not in the, not in the 80s mm, in no. the 80s and, he, he was like he was a hot guy and he's definitely doing that thing where he's like it's a joke unless yeah, right. unless you don't want it to be and then it's not and then it's yeah. not it's so obvious yeah, yeah. you know no I, I of course that's not to say that like you know uh fat ugly comedians can get away with murder <laughs> because they're so disgusting but like i get the joke a little bit more sure you know what i mean like i could see yeah, how it's you know we get it you think what louis did was okay because he's gross i'm not <laughs> saying it was okay i'm saying i get it a little more no if they're a ginger it's beyond the pale like that's where yeah. we draw the line as soon as you get red pubes involved <laughs> yeah no honestly that that's should be that's a crime it's a hate crime. Uh, you know why? Yeah. You know why I think it's bad is because he didn't stand behind the joke. Uh, Alan tells Variety in a statement, "No, it never happened. I would never do such a thing." Oh, shut the okay. fuck up! You would never do such a thing. You snitch ass bitch. Yeah. If you're gonna snitch on other people, you should it like just be someone who snitches on themselves. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, like make it right. That's the only way you can make it right is self snitching. 
Yeah, and that's the other thing. Rodney Dangerfield would never be like, "Oh, I never did it." You yeah, know, no, he right. Would, he would. Yeah, stand he would by pull it. his. He would pull his dick out when you asked him about it. You think that's bad? She laughed right at my dick. <laughs> I don't get no respect. No respect from the women I sexually assault. <laughs> hey, that's what he sounds like, right? Oh yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. No, that you sound good. like a cartoon dog doing an impression of Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> Give me a bone here. <laughs> okay, Ooh. now you're nice clay. <laughs> hey, call the police. <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> Do you think? Uh, I mean, waka waka do. Hickory dickory dock. I pull out my cock. Uh, <laughs> no one respects it. Uh, little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. Uh, what if he just did the actual <laughs> nursery rhyme in full, and you were just waiting for him to drop like a gross punch? Yeah, that that was what uh, Andy Kaufman should have done, like after yes. Dice Clay, just to do a Dice Clay impression where he just does the actual nursery rhymes. That's very fun. That's but like him smokes the cigarette around his face <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Oh, that's right. That smoking was like the his... cigarette around the face. That was pretty good, though. Yeah, like say yeah, what you will I... about the rest of the bit. <laughs> I mean, some of his bits were good. Andrew Dice Clay was a good comedian. It just uh, the it was the 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 kitschy fucking nursery rhyme thing that was a little too much. Like that, that was the stuff that was like, uh, like, oh, that shit sucks. But then occasionally he'd have a good joke. And then occasionally he would do things like blame gays for getting AIDS. That was, that, that was, was funny. The, that was funny in 1987. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> While everyone's dying, yeah. probably top, top humor. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Comedy plus tragedy minus time. That's what they say, right? Yeah, equals good stuff. <laughs> Solid bits. Do you, I, think yeah, Tim I Allen, do you think Tim Allen was like funny when they gave him Home oh, Improvement? Yeah. Or was it just like this guy? Because I feel like comedy gatekeepers and people sort of at networks, they do they do like a weird math math where it's like, okay, if this person is like a 7 out of 10 funny and then like a 7 out of 10 attractiveness, that makes yeah. them like a 9 out of 10. When really right. like... How attractive you are really has nothing to do with how, how funny you are. I mean, it makes you like, less hard to look at, I guess, but it doesn't make you right. any funnier. But I feel like they're constantly doing that sort of math. Of course. No, yeah. I'm not saying he's any funnier than like, you know, fucking... Uh, he's certainly not funnier than the people we know of from his time period who are stand-up comedians. <laughs> like, <Right. laughs> all of those guys are a thousand times funnier than Tim fucking Allen. But, but I feel like someone probably was like, I, I like Stephen Wright, but I can't imagine him as like the dad uh, who fucking, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you I, know, is getting in arguments with his wife and, and it has certainly a not, kooky neighbor. Certainly not. Right. He's certainly not a multi-cam sitcom guy. He's more kind of like a, a modern dramedy type guy like mm -hmm. a, he could do a version of louis mm -hmm. um but uh yeah no tim allen is uh he's he was probably like uh, a pretty funny stand-up comedian and also uh just um he i don't know he probably had dirt on all the execs he was like i will snitch <laughs> and uh that's how he got it but no i mean i i watched uh fucking home improvement no uh, I, I i hated that even as a kid Oh, I love that show. Yeah, I was a big fan. <laughs> I was a huge fan. I was like, that guy's funny, man. Because he would like, he would do like, no, because he oh, would oh, get oh, in great. an argument with his wife, 
And then yeah, his wife would be nagging. Yeah, she would be like shopping or nagging oh. or like not wanting to have sex like women do. Uh, and not know and then, about tools. Yeah, and then Tim would cars. be like, would go to his neighbor and be like, "What? Well, why women be shopping? And then his neighbor would quote like Socrates and then Tim would yeah. do something to try and win her back and then misquote yeah. his neighbor. And then right. everybody would be like, oh, you're so dumb, but that's okay. No, that was it. That was pretty much the show. I loved yeah. Wilson because Wilson always had good advice where, you know, he would be like, what do I do about my wife? And he would be like, sometimes you just got to take the pussy. <laughs> you just got to take it. See, see what happens. See what happens, bitch. Just go down. Just, just go up. But yo, yo, bitch, uh-huh. you need to stop flapping that dick sucker and get it to work on the thing it was built for, bitch. <laughs> That's what he would say, and I would be like, "Damn, that's good advice." Like, that's hey, crazy. yo, Tim, hey, yo, Tim, yeah. you, you get up and then pussy, uh-huh. and then he'd oh, be like, I, oh, "I sure did." He'd <laughs> be like, "Oh, good. Next time, share, bitch." Now, yeah, it and was then, and then weird. Tim would misquote him and be like, "Give me that dick, you, f- yeah. you, f- you flapping mouth or whatever." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did every sitcom have show. like uh, the sound effect bumpers between like '87 and '94? Not always a sound effect. A lot of times it, it was just a little version of the theme song. Yeah. Like it was just a guy mm-hmm. playing just guitar. Like a, like a sting. Just a little like. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't know who had the inspired idea to do like somebody slapping the bass uh, to Seinfeld. Because he seems like Genius. if you just watched mm-hmm. Seinfeld, you you would not associate it with like a fretless <laughs> slap bass. But uh, <laughs> no, no. It's kind of. The bow, brilliant... bow, bow, bow. But then now. Boom, boom. Yeah. No, that was the thing. Like, I think whoever did the Seinfeld theme song was genius because it like it fits so perfectly with the show. But, you know, Jerry Seinfeld would be like, what is this noise? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, there's no way he would enjoy it. But, uh, you know, he'd be wrong. I have the theory that Paul Reiser is like the real life Kenny Banya because it's like Mm. he's. He's the exact same as Seinfeld, but just yeah. minus like charisma and uh, and humor. Like, because Jerry's like rides that Seinfeld rides that line of uh, like it's a show about nothing, but it's like the funny parts of nothing, like the funny right. little banalities of life. Whereas like Paul Reiser just talks about like the banalities of life, and you're like, who cares, man? Why don't you fucking <laughs> tell it to your shrink or something? Oof, oof, <laughs> like, you are annoying as hell. <laughs> wow. You're just like, shut up, Drew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like Paul Reiser, am I wrong in thinking that Paul Reiser, uh, he's the guy, the fatherhood guy, right? Didn't he write that book? Isn't he uh, like know. a, f- he or became maybe. a family comic as far I as I remember. he always was. Well, yeah, I mean, the difference between Paul Reiser and Seinfeld is like, Paul, you know, Seinfeld fucks. And I think that's like the thing about <laughs> Seinfeld that we forget because he no, doesn't Seinfeld go on stage. No, Seinfeld was like a weird pervert. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. He was just like, oh, big milky titties. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld was like the original Crystalia. Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I love about middle school? <laughs> I get older, they stay the same age. 
Why don't they make the whole law out of the age of consent? And Snapchat, they disappear. What do you mean they've got Snapchats? <laughs> what do you mean you have homework from third period? <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Those I, are all good impressions. I don't know what fa- I don't think Paul Reiser wrote Fatherhood. I don't know where that came from, but uh, I'm positive he did. I because like, hold on. Fa- did you Google Fatherhood, Paul Reiser? Well, there's a there's a movie called directed by Paul Weitz with uh, Kevin Hart in it. No, yeah, that's what you were thinking of. That's what you were thinking of for sure. Uh, and uh, Paul um, Reiser's in it. Oh, okay. Okay, no, he wrote. Uh, books one is called couplehood one is called babyhood and one is called familyhood mm. i bet they're fucking scintillating based on close, his though. based on his I knew, show i knew hood was in it mad about so. you is like the the uh, exception to the rule that like 90s most 90s sitcoms were like pretty good oh I think yeah most of them hold up but then yeah. uh not, golden age not mad about you or caroline in the city was Mad About You the one with Helen Hunt? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's why this show kept was on. It was Helen Hunt was on it, and people were like, "Well, she's she seems like she's got something." I don't know what though. What does she have? She always freaked me out because I was just like, "You have a like a weird marionette face." Mm. <laughs> like yeah, she looked puffy to me. I feel like she's a a less Laura Linney version of Laura Linney. No, mm. she's as Linny as Laura Linny, and uh. and so to me, sometimes I get them confused because I the the hatred is so ingrained. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Paul Reiser. How'd we get there? I don't know, but you know what? Uh, before we get into oh, he's Banya. He's real. Oh yeah, he's oh, real. Right. That's how he's we got there. Banya, I think so. Because right. he's like everything that's Jerry. Science. He's he's, every, he's everything that's science. he's like the guy that does what you do, but makes it mm-hmm. feel bad and makes you wonder if that's how you look to other people. <laughs> you mean like if I saw another guy on stage, more Jewy and talking about lumming bums, and I'd just be like, "Is that what I fucking?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. true. As a reflection well, of me, I'd be like, "Hmm." Well, remember Not that good. South Park episode where they trash Family Guy because they're like, basically yeah. the the basis of it was people always being like, oh, you guys are kind of like Family Guy. And they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? We're nothing like fan, Family yeah. Guy. I feel yeah. like that is how Jerry would rightfully react to Paul Paul. Totally. Reiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Like there's really probably another like- podcast exactly like this, but without the art. I doubt it. I honestly, <laughs> like I have not seen it. Speaking of which, I have... Um, the one thing that I've noticed uh, with the For You tab on Twitter is I get introduced to um, a lot of Bitcoin guy mm. podcasts. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I got to say, we're fucking up by right. not being, uh, first of all, a video podcast, because that's, mm. that's what mm-hmm. you got to do. And also a podcast that's just like, so everybody knows that like anyone can get a trillion dollars, <laughs> right? It's easy. Yeah. All you got to do, think about it. You just get a a million people who got ten dollars. <laughs> I mean, Time. the secret to being rich is just to figure out how to talk people into giving you their money. Like that, that is yeah. true. No, but it's like I've just been watching. There's just tons of it. Is like there's no excuse to be twelve and not own a space shuttle <laughs> because <laughs> like these guys are like explaining that. 
money is just money's everywhere dude you just got to know how to look for it and i'm like did you did you just ask your dad like <laughs> when you say look for it do you mean around the, the house because <laughs> these guys are so there it's kind of amazing because you realize like oh man that's right there's like the one of the easiest grifts in the world is to wear nice like expensive shoes and talk hood mm. and be white and oh yeah just yeah be like i'm really into urban know, culture about, you just got to be like man i got money <laughs> and, and people will, and like literal, like little kids will be like, he got money. And then the, they will eat up your content. And then they'll give you money to tell them exactly. about your money. It's so, it's so ingenious. Like you look at like Andrew Tate and you're just like, of course, of course he's huge. He does the, the thing. It's like, if, as an adult, if you want to do like the adult version of this grift, you just do conservative grifting. You just, you know, just say like anything conservative, easy. Well, the first, uh, the victim should have had more guns. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Very easy, very like knee jerk. Yeah. If you want to do it and like really shouldn't get have been huge, fucking standing there if they didn't want to be yeah, poor. What you what you really <laughs> got to do is you got to be like, oh man, here's the thing about gir girls. Um. All these girls in your third period class, especially Becky, that one bitch, she's going to wish she got dicked down by you. All you got to do is lift weights. <laughs> and then <laughs> all the little kids are like, yeah, 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 yeah. I got to lift weights. And that it's just, you just got to talk to kids. You got to mm -hmm. meet them where they're at, which right. is like well. seventh grade, chubby, depressed, uh, like, Filled with cum and just be like, um, you know, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to go up to the first hot girl you see and go, I'm better than you, bitch. I'm better. I'll always be better than you. And then fucking buy some crypto. And those kids will just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're going to come while they listen because they're already filled with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm okay. just saying we're fucking up. It, like if we want to make another podcast pod yourself some crypto or like uh, come yourself come crypto mm -hmm. crypto come come yourself currency yeah i mean yeah. try and keep it like in the brand but yeah mm. yeah um what well, were you gonna say vince oh well i was gonna say another good grift is that uh you find a disabled veteran and uh and you do a gofundme for his his injured service dog and then oh, you just yeah. you just take the money. That's a really simple grift and, and <laughs> that's, genius. That's why George Santos is a genius. Uh, no. I don't know if you saw. Oh, did he did no. he do that? Yeah. Yeah. No. no, damn, dude. Disabled veteran George Santos took three k from me. Uh, th took three k from Dying Dogs GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Queens, New York. In May 2016, oh Richard Osthoff was living in a tent in an abandoned chicken coop on the side of Route 9 in Howell, New Jersey. With his he lived beloved... in a chicken coop? Yeah. Well, in a tent. Yeah. That's fucked up, dude. He literally, George Santos, showed up Fox in the hen house style. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fucked. <laughs> uh, with his beloved service dog, Sapphire, a veteran's charity gave the pit mix to Ossoff, a disabled veteran who was honorably discharged from the U.S. Navy in 2002, he told Patch. When Sapphire developed a life-threatening stomach tumor, Ostoff, now 47, learned the surgery would cost $3,000. Uh, 
A veterinary technician took Ostoff aside and told him, I know a guy who runs a pet charity who can help you, Ostoff recounted. His name was Anthony <sighs> DeVolder, and his pet charity was called Friends of Pets United, the vet tech told him. Anthony DeVolder is one of the names that Long Island rep George Santos used for years mm. before entering politics. That's usually like a tell when you have like six different names. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when you got an alias, you got to be like, hey, hmm, I don't know. Uh, Ostoff and another New Jersey veteran, retired police sergeant Michael Bull, who tried to interview intervene to help Ostoff in 2016, told Patch that Santos ra- closed the GoFundMe he set up for Sapphire after it raised $3,000 on social media and disappeared. <laughs> fuck bro just get i'm sorry like that's so needlessly cruel get it <laughs> right go like, on the internet find fake dog find yeah. fake dog on internet a picture already exists no need make find real guy right. fit, sick dog no need sapphire died january 15th 2017 after being out of work with a broken leg for over a year ostoff couldn't afford the dog's euthanasia and cremation he said oh what did he do though uh <laughs> Did he hit him in the head with a hammer? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad way to go. Uh, that is like if you were writing a bad guy on a TV show, you'd be yeah. like, D- homeless, disabled veteran, and a sick dog? Too much. We gotta, right. Let's back it off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. I contacted Santos and told him, you're messing with a veteran and that he needed to give the money back or use it to get Ostoff another dog, he said. He was totally uncooperative on the phone. Santos told Ostoff and Bull that he planned to use the money to help other animals, Ostoff said. Bull told him that he couldn't do that because the money was raised specifically for Ostoff and his service dog. (laughs) And he was just like, your dog's already dead, dude. It's gone. (laughs) Right, yeah. I'm going to waste this perfectly good money on a dead dog? I don't think so. No, I'm going to give it to someone who needs it. Me. Uh, after so Santos set up the GoFundMe page, <laughs> GoFundMe page in May 2016, he became hard to contact. I only talked to him two or three times on the phone, Ostoff said, guessing that over half the donations came from people he knew. Uh, we made the goal and then some. But Ostoff's excitement changed to confusion when instead of scheduling the procedure, Santos told him that Ostoff couldn't use the New Jersey practice and instead insisted he bring Sapphire to a veterinarian in Queens, New York. Uh, in August, the vet tech drove Ostoff and Sapphire to that veterinary practice in Queens because Santos told them he had credit with the practice from regularly using it so often for his charity. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a t- tiny little hole in the wall place, but looked legitimate. The vet there said they couldn't operate on the tumor, Ostoff said, adding that he was confused because the New Jersey vet didn't express similar concerns. After that, Ostoff said Santos became elusive. <laughs> Hold the fucking phone. Hold on. Wait, so he made him go to a specific vet. (laughs) Did he hire a fake vet? I think it was a real vet that he probably was like, hey, tell this guy that the surgery won't work. Oh, my God, bro. Holy shit. That is like, that's so much work. Had the guy... Had he met George Santos in person before this? How do we know it wasn't just George Santos in a wig? Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good point. That's exactly who it was. Oops, sorry. This dog's going to die. Uh, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. Santos said in a text message he would take Sapphire from an ultrasound, for an ultrasound, but Ostoff couldn't come, and it couldn't be done at the New Jersey <laughs> office recommended by the Howell veterinarian because they wouldn't accept this organization's funding method. Ostoff doesn't know exactly what funding method Santos was refer- was referring to. 
Uh, promissory note. <laughs> uh, human hair. Do you take uh, puka shells? <laughs> and being like, I'll, I'll take it, but you you can't come. That's like when a child does a magic trick. And like, yeah. but, you, but you have to close your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stand on the X. Don't ask why. Yeah. yeah. Now it's gone. Yeah. Is it in your pocket? No. No. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I'm just really excited for the eventual podcast. That's going to explain like everything about this uh, guy. Yeah, all of it. Cause there's so, you know, I read new George Santos shit today and it's just, it's nothing compared to this, but it was just like, you know, they're now, now they're just going through everything. Well, I got, and I, this got is, an, I got another one that, uh, is, this one makes more sense because yeah. As we've said, I think if you mentioned any sort of like disease, ailment, or tragedy around George Santos, like you could just make up a disease and be like, "Oh yeah, uh, my, uh, uh, you know, uh, fucking cuticleitis, where it's deadly," mm-hmm. and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, my my aunt died of that." Uh, yeah, like, right. I was yeah. holding her hand when she died. Like anything, mm-hmm. you know, he's got to be the the baby at every uh, christening and the corpse yes. at every funeral kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this one, this latest one seems to fit with that where George Santos claimed to be one of the first people in the U.S. diagnosed with COVID-19. Bro, bro, <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, this is my fucking, uh, is, is, is this Nick the bitch? <laughs> it could be. This He's is, had a lot of names. This is Nick the bitch. I swear to God, dude, because like this is. Nick the bitch, I've talked about him on this podcast before, but he is like he he's this kid from elementary school who used to make up all of these lies. And <laughs> and we just never called him out on the lies because it was like you know, he, everyone just had that friend who's like, Yeah, they're like full of shit. Like they just say stuff. Right. And and Chad um, Bickerdike. Yep. And you're like a little worried that fucking that it's like waking a sleepwalker. Like if I mm-hmm. call him out, he, what if he believes this stuff? Like, is he going to explode? <laughs> no, he's like, going to, well, they're going to, you're going to get drawn into their lies. net of chaos somehow. Exactly. And exactly. You just, you're just like, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because one of the things that Nick the bitch did was like one day he was just like, I got AIDS. <laughs> and, it was, <laughs> and it was just like one of those things where it was like, oh, <laughs> shit for real <laughs> like yeah dude and he was all like sad about it and then like nothing everything was normal for the next few weeks and then eventually someone was like hey whatever happened to that AIDS <laughs> what's up with that AIDS <laughs> yeah and he was like oh no I've, I got I got cured yeah <laughs> I, they, uh, yeah I got the cure man it's like super secret and fucking whatever and it was just like and you just go like yeah okay <laughs> you move on he's like i don't want to get deeper into this i had that but i swear i had this God. friend i had the same kind of friend in elementary school um mm-hmm. and there was there was a weird girl in our class um and you know she was kind of like the girl that you could get like a freebie pick like you could pick on her and get like a freebie if you were an outcast you know you could score easy a dunks because it was always oh, gonna, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it was gonna yeah, land yeah. you know you she could be like a worse outcast than you whenever you needed <laughs> right right she she was the lowest in the pecking order yes. so uh, if you needed a, a quick confidence boost you just like shit on becky exactly so <laughs> yeah this guy that i was friends with i, I don't know if I, I probably shouldn't say his name but uh in elementary school like he he would always tell people that when she put a jacket over her lap uh, during mm-hmm. class that she was fingering herself. 
<laughs> and, uh, and so cool. one time one time it was like you know later in the afternoon she had the jacket on her lap and he's like nudging people like dude do watch this watch this watch this and so from the front uh the, from the front of the class where he had his desk he like mm-hmm. crouched and then did like a f- commando roll down the aisle and grabbed the the jacket that was on her lap and pulled it off like a magician, like unveiling a magic trick. And, was, and goes, yeah. see, I told you she was fingering herself. Oh, what a dickhead. <laughs> and, oh, my God. And then, so, of course, uh, you know, he got sent to the office. And, uh, yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time he's just complaining like she's the one fingering herself and <laughs> she's the one fingering herself but I'm the one who gets sent to the office I guess you have to finger yourself to not get sent to the office around here <laughs> <laughs> and uh, fast forward to this week I was hanging out with some other guys that I went, was in elementary school with mm-hmm. and uh, one of them got called phone call from this guy like a little bit after Christmas from from jail of course because surprise surprise like ah fuck like do it does he want money to get bailed out apparently he just wanted him to put money on his books uh because he he was in jail apparently supposedly he was in jail for elder abuse for uh throwing for throwing a peach at his dad (laughs) 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 and this is like a 40 something year old man at this point yeah i mean you could see it was going downhill when he was just like i'm gonna expose this like <laughs> fucking fifth grader fingering themselves like he you know justice the arc of the universe bends towards justice <laughs> yeah. in this case yeah. oh man um, but yeah like but like, anyway, yeah all these lies dude these fucking lies are so because they're all so fucking verifiable like it's so easy to be like no like he right. said he was in Hannah Montana. Like that's, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The drag yes. the drag story. And that's then Nick crazy. the bitch said he was the Green Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> and and when I said like, oh, but isn't that he was like, No, 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 no. When the Green Ranger's in the suit, that's, that's me. me. It's not a Japanese guy. No, in, absolutely. Nineteen seventy nine. That's me in there. <laughs> no, and it was just like so fucking insane because it, it was just like he would say um, watch uh, at the end of today's episode. I have a little message for you guys. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, maybe this is real. So, like, I thought it was real up until the point when it didn't happen. And it was like, oh, man, I guess I cut it. Oh, that's too bad. I guess <laughs> it, cut, it got cut and stuff. And I was just like, this guy is. Honestly, though, lying about being the, the Green Ranger only when he's in the suit, whatever, in, you know, 1994, that's a pretty good. I'm, no, how you, I know. How do you ever call that? I don't. But. True, but I guess it's like this was a time before the internet, so it was yeah. like anything's possible. But uh-huh. he said his dad was the coach of the Dodgers, and he used the okay. word coach. And I was like, <laughs> I don't even think you know about baseball, dog. <laughs> coach. Um, I, I feel like the drag story is worth reading the actual story. Uh, this is from Politico. George Santos appears to admit drag queen past in wiki post. Uh, Embattled rep George Santos has claimed that reports and videos documenting him performing in drag are both outrageous and categorically false. But nearly a dozen years ago, Santos himself appears to have confirmed that he participated in drag shows while he was a teenager living in Brazil. (laughs) A Wikipedia page accessed by Politico shows a user named Anthony DeVolder, a Santos alias, writing that... 
Uh, he started his stage life at age 17 as a as in gay nightclub drag queen, and with that won several gay beauty pageants. This is all like completely misspelled, by the way. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I love a good Anne. <laughs> Anne Gay. <laughs> yeah. The wiki, wiki biography was last edited April 29th, 2011. It contains basic information that matches up with the newly sworn-in congressman, including Devalder being born on July 22nd, 1988, to a Brazilian family with a European background. This is so uh, wonderful. It's just like, <laughs> he was just in his own Wikipedia being like, well, now it's official. Uh, the wiki bio for Anthony Devalder, which is full of spelling and grammatical errors, appears to contain fantastical descriptions of his supposed career in show business. It claims <laughs> that he had a part in Disney's Hannah Montana, among other examples. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then what? also he was in a movie with Uma Thurman. Sure. Sure, dude. <laughs> this like, is this is so embarrassing for whoever lost to him in this election. I know because yeah. all of this was it seems so easy to find, and you didn't find any of it. Before yeah, what the was election. your what was your op de, oppo department like? Jesus, or was Christ. he just he was just so principled that he was like, no, we don't win that way. We went on policy. No, it was I literally. I, I know exactly what it was. It was like classic, like centrist dem shit where they were just like you know how we're gonna win we're gonna be like hey that guy he's a mega republican <laughs> yeah. nobody he's a likes them yeah he's he a hypocrite. says one thing and does another don't worry i got this and then of course all of new york went red and everyone's just <laughs> yeah. like mm, hmm, at one point maybe. he said he was for backing Ukraine, and now he's against <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Ugh, God. In, the, in the 2011 wiki bio, the user Anthony DeVolder sprinkles show business credits that ring similarly untrue. He describes his Hollywood career as taking off after meeting with a producer of the 1996 blockbuster Independence Day. He drops the name of the director, Steven Spielberg. He misspelled his last name as Spielberg. And claims to have starred in, a, in, quote, a few TV shows and Disney Channel shows, such as The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and the hit Hannah Montana. Oh, I'm telling you, this is Nick the Bitch. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the wiki bio concludes with Santos writing that two years prior, he, quote, taped his very first movie starring Uma Thurman, Chris O'Donnell, Melissa George, and Alicia Silverstone in the movie The Invasion. <laughs> yeah which doesn't star any of those people <laughs> but it sounds real yeah. yeah yeah i love that he brought uh alicia silverstone out of retirement for his fake movie it's uh it's very you know it's it's amazing because like he's also incredibly stupid and oh, like yeah. that is that that i think is like the, the really impressive thing about the whole thing is it's just like he is so openly dumb he's yeah. just a dumb guy like Anna Delvey and, is like this but much smarter right exactly mm -hmm. and and, and the, I love that like especially now in the age of like the the grift and the like con man you know it's just such like a big thing and we a little bit kind of like gl not glorify but like the Anna Delvey thing or like fucking any one of these fucking uh grifters there's kind of like a well you know they're obviously pretty smart because they yeah, know how yeah. to fucking do like it, it, it they, they just always did what it. everybody else was doing better 
all these like fucking like grifter docs treat it like they're doing some sort of Ocean's Eleven sting, you know, <laughs> like it's always something like fantastical. But this along comes this fucking egg shaped dumbass <laughs> who just like <laughs> like fucking with grimace. really shiny w lips and very with shiny <laughs> lips waddling around with shaped like a fucking butt plug, just like being like, oh, I'm I am Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, <laughs> and people people were like yeah <laughs> just yeah, vote for him no it's just like i love it because he's just so dumb and it's just anything that makes these characters not seem genius makes me feel better listen he apparently figured out how to grift like five million dollars from uh yes like mega campaign people yes, yes. I, and it, he's still in office. Yeah, that's still what's crazy to me is he's there's he's like nope. Now I'm in. You can't do anything about I, it. You know. So I, I at first I was like, you know, what sucks about this is that like he's just going to um he's going to hook up with all these like super far right MAGA like Congress people like the Matt Gates and the fucking you know Lauren Boberts and fuck you know like all all these people who are just gonna be like we support you because mm -hmm. the mainstream media is against you, um, and of course that's what he ended up doing. But, but I think yeah, their fatal flaw seems to be that they all hate each other. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's what is that's a great thing is they don't really have Trump to unite them anymore. You know, it's like like Trump is around, but he's like still. You think like the three people that are famous for getting kicked out of every uh, Chili's in town <laughs> would like form a block and then eventually yeah, like resist yeah. the power of TGI Fridays. But like it turns <laughs> out like they are just as annoying to each other as they are to right, the manager of, of uh, fucking Olive Garden. Uh, yeah, no, of course. Uh, but what's what I, I I think is great about like all of the more the more stuff that comes out, the more all of them are going to be like, eh, he's just kind of dumb. Like, do we need like <laughs> we don't need Wait, to like why, why am I going to put myself on the line like like supporting this guy when there's no point to it? Everyone just kind of I think is right. going to want him to to leave because after a while it's just like. Dude, every day it's like a new thing where you're like, I'm first spaceman, walk on sun. <laughs> and, I did it at night. I did it at night when it was, the sun was cool. <laughs> you know when sun turned to moon? <laughs> I think, is it, didn't, uh, wasn't Lauren Boberts, didn't they, didn't she own like a gun themed restaurant that was like, famous for like, poisoning people yeah 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 exactly <laughs> i think that's probably why her and uh, marjorie taylor green don't get along because it's like yeah. it's like the the restaurant manager versus the lady who wants to see the manager like they're inherently oh, like shit. different mm -hmm. different types of annoying ladies absolutely i never considered that yeah that is that's that's super true like they at the end of the day they are on different sides of the um like worst type of right wing spectrum you know what i mean yeah it's like it's like the lady who's going to s call the fbi because you're double parked and then the lady who's double parked on yeah. you know a because fucking... she doesn't risk because she's a sovereign citizen because she's a sovereign citizen <laughs> yeah. and laws don't am apply. i being she... detained am i being <laughs> yeah, just yelling that at a fire hydrant <laughs> am i being detained <laughs> Add a fire hydrant. Um, I told you yes. about the fucking Walmart that has a law enforcement parking space here, didn't I? 
Uh, no, I, uh, I don't think you did. That's yeah. It has like a wow. space that says like this space reserved for our friends in law enforcement or something. And I cannot think of like I thought the like pregnant lady parking and like the what was annoying enough. But uh, you double well, down. Pregnant lady parking, I get that. That makes more sense to me. Sure. At least there's a physical aspect to it. It's where it's just yeah, like you're not sure you're a handicap, but it would be sense. nice to be closer. Yeah, that okay, fine. But like they're do they're doing that for the person that is enforcing the parking laws who can also park wherever they want. And yeah, like, so it's so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, Any cop is, worth his salt is just gonna park in the handicap spot yeah. when he wants to. Yeah, yeah whatever it's the, the fuck de- they want already. It's the definition of virtue signaling is having the <laughs> yeah. the blue lives matter space. Yeah. <laughs> it's so it's like fucking a, annoying. Have you guys seen the like the truck stop restaurants that are like I forget what they're called, but they're like American flag. Like I think they're called oh, yeah. like USA Pride restaurants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, dude, all those parking spots are reserved for law they're, enforcement. There, they're all for the cops. Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't park here. Only yeah. that's what I feel like. Those fucking commercials where Gronk can't get the troop insurance. Uh, it's like they're trying to big time us all by being like, yeah, not even Gronk can get this insurance because <laughs> no troops. He's not a troop. Yeah. 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 Also, Gronk oh. doesn't have one fucking troop in his family. Give me a break. He's got a troop. Um, so the the other, um, what's his name? Uh, George Santos News was just like someone just went on his Facebook and just searched back at comments. <laughs> and he wrote, uh, 11 years ago, he wrote, hi, Hitler, H-I-I-I-I-G-H, Hitler. And then in parentheses, height, Hitler. <laughs> He was, I think, hilarious. <laughs> I think he was trying for Hail Hitler. Oh, um, well, who could say? And he mixed it with Sig Heil. I, I get. I maybe see what he, he did. was. Maybe he thought it was a Google search, and he was trying to search for like height oh, Hitler no. to see like what, yeah, what how, an accurate how, drag. how height was Hitler. <laughs> Am I same height Hitler? Uh, but no, it's definitely a comment because right after he wrote "lol lol 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 lol," somebody kill her. The Jews and black mostly. Lol 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 lol. <laughs> okay. okay. Don't know uh, what that's in response to, um, but the Jew and black are not happy. See, about the it. thing that I kind of <laughs> respect is I don't think that he actually, I don't know. I have nothing. I don't know anything about him. I don't know that he actually believes any of this stuff oh, or if he no, just figured no. out that MAGA people were the easiest people yeah. to grift. Uh, I don't think he believes anything. You I know? mean, he'll believe it. Whatever he'll say, whatever he has to I like, to get yeah. get the money. How I like did he to think get he the came, money? I, I like to think that he came to the U.S. with a fucking bindle like a hobo, just because he was like, <laughs> okay, I heard about these MAGA people on the internet, and this, I know this is like how he's like some sort of South American carpetbagger. Like this yeah. is how I'm gonna make my fucking the name. For but myself. he was doing it. He was doing it before the you know the MAGA stuff. You know, like he was like at some point he got a bunch of money and we don't know where that money's from and how he got it right isn't that yeah i, I like i've read a few articles about it because i feel like the big question with him is 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 he a is he a puppet of somebody else like somebody else gave him all this money to run for office right. and he's doing their bidding or did he just figure out how to like make his own super pack and collect right. all this it's and and as far as i can tell it looks like he genuinely just grifted all of this money uh through super PACs and various like donor networks 
Uh, one and, uh, GoFundMe at a time. Yeah, just donated <laughs> one, it all to one himself. One dying dog at a time. It seems like he got figured out how to get people to donate to right wing causes and figured out how to like you know just funnel all those fake causes into his own bank account. It's just crazy to me because it's like, and everything else. It's almost like he was like, I'm done with this amateur shit. I'm going to go pro because everything else that he's lying about is just all this weird ticky tack, like fucking ego based, like a hundred percent, like, um, made up on the spot. Probably at a moment when someone said like, uh, Oh, uh, I have tickets to see Miley Cyrus. And he was like, I was in Hamilton. And I was like, <laughs> uh, okay. And then he was like, Oh, I got to write that down on Wikipedia. So I don't forget that lie. Um, but then at some point, <laughs> The Wikipedia he, is just a repository of his own lies, so he doesn't forget what they lies. are. Yeah. Well, it's a way to keep track of this alternate universe I've created. Um, but then at some point, like him taking that like stupid impulse, which, you know, from what it the lies he's telling, it seems like he's like a pathological thing as yeah. as opposed to like a con man thing. Right. Right. Yeah, I don't like, know. I don't think you'd throw COVID and like Hannah Montana in there, or or maybe that's just the old version where he was just chasing right. clout, and now he's sort of uh, he's sort of improved and evolved to the point where he actually does it for like real world material benefit. Right, right. Which is like is a level of like growth. Like it's almost mm-hmm. like someone took him aside and said, George, you have something very special, which is like the inab- the inability to feel shame and like a complete inability. And if you have this gift, you should use it to actually like advance your material situation, you know, as opposed to just kind of like this, uh, this ego based, like clout thing. And like, and he was like, Oh, okay. All right. If, if I can lie about, you know, being in a movie with Uma Thurman, I can just use the same tactic and get a bunch of dummies to give me money. And that's like, a, like I want to know how, how that happened. Because mm-hmm. he went from being just Nick the bitch, who just has <laughs> shit to say, uh, to being like, if Nick the bitch was like, I'm going to make a career out of this. <laughs> and and that that seems like, yeah, I don't where, know. Where can, where's the best... What's the best uh, career niche for someone with my particular set of skills? And someone's like, right. well, obviously the House of Representatives. Right. No, I know. Pretty accurate, clearly. No, yeah. that is so true. It's it's like really, really sad that it's just like, yeah, no, politics. Oh, you're, <laughs> yeah. you're, you, you feel no pain and uh, you are the biggest liar in any room you walk into? Yeah, you should definitely be a representative in the house of representatives so yeah it's um i mean the more i hear about this guy the more i like him mm-hmm. and that's like the fucked up thing about it and well, not he, like like he, he's so close to being a hero because he's just like yeah. absorbing all of this money from idiots who are yeah. bad and if he just did one good thing with it i you know it's all forgiven well, i think right. if you take that much money from bad people and just throw it in the toilet like you're doing yeah. a service to society right. you are yeah. you are it's essentially taxes spend it all on neopets that's great <laughs> yeah. who cares yeah yeah, yeah. Now, now i got a garden of neopets <laughs> i have a thousand children um, <laughs> no but like you know you're right because like essentially like what okay so what has he actually done um 
And he hasn't really done anything but waste um, a bunch of people's money. Now, of course, now that he's in Congress, one of the things that he he now does have the power to actually do evil and should be held uh, uh, accountable for that. But until until that happens, I'm just like, I don't I I I don't dislike him. No, I just I <laughs> no. I'm intrigued by him. I think he's a creature. I think he's a big yeah. He big, is like the catfish, creature. the original catfish from the catfish metaphor that yes. uh, makes life interesting for all the other yeah. whatever fish. He's exactly. such, a, such a he's such a wild card right now. Now he's yeah. he's kind of like unlimited potential as like a weird guy mm-hmm. in the in the <laughs> in the Congress or whatever. And it's like I don't know, dude. Who knows what he'll do? He yeah. clearly like you he's not know. guided by any sort of morals or faith. Right. Like who knows? And to me, like the the people who are who have it wrong because there's a, a lot of people who are doing the thing, especially journalists who are doing the like um, or you know pundits. Are doing the shame on you, George. Yeah, because <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, who is that for? He does not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He doesn't feel shame. No. If you want your viewers to be ashamed of him, they they already are. Like mm-hmm. you didn't even have to. Just partisan wise, they are. Um, and the people who are doing it right are. There's been a few Congress people who have just done funny dunks. And usually, whenever a congressperson or like a politician tweets a joke, I'm just like, ugh. Healthcare, please. But, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, deride him, ridicule him. That's great. I have no problem with that. That's, uh, but, but don't do the thing where you try to take this and be like, this is just, it's just so shameful. I can't even, it's like, yeah. no, 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 stop, <laughs> yeah. stop. So he doesn't far, have any respect for the office. Yeah, like, he doesn't have respect. He doesn't have. Yeah, n- none of us do. Yeah. And also, he doesn't have respect for like the laws of physics. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like you don't, you don't have to fucking, you know. Let alone like he doesn't have respect for the current reality we live in, and and uh, he's an amazing reflection of it. So uh, yeah, how's he gonna feel shame when he doesn't even use the same name for more than like two years? Right. Yeah. Exactly. He can't spell that word he doesn't <laughs> care to learn it's it's like you you don't you don't know the universe he's created in his head in which he is the hero mm-hmm. and so like you can't you can't hurt a guy like that all you can do is continue to report on his lies yeah. over and over until everyone around him just goes ah, he's probably not worth it <laughs> right, right like uh, let's not let's not but uh yeah who knows maybe he'll do something cool <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah that'd like, be great if he became president. like the mr smith goes to washington uh <laughs> <laughs> he just learns about everything for the first time <laughs> he somehow yeah he somehow grifts the government into giving us all health care yeah well, right. this was, like this was the uh i don't know if you ever saw the eddie murphy movie the distinguished gentleman but uh, no. yeah, he runs for Congress as a grift because he figures out that the uh, like the six term congressman uh, who just died, uh, mm-hmm. he can run for that guy's seat. Uh, but he goes, but his name is Thomas Jefferson Davis or something like that. Uh, yeah. And he's like, everybody will vote for fucking Thomas Jefferson. Uh, <laughs> That's, or no, he, yeah. he has the same name as the guy who just died. So he just runs... 
He just sort of oh. cha- he sort of like fiddles with his name, so it's the same name as that guy, and he runs for Congress. And at first, he's doing it all as a grift, but then he meets a little girl with brain cancer, and uh, he realizes that he should use his powers of grifting to get them to stop <laughs> building power lines next to schools and giving the kids brain cancer. And, uh, sure. and that's what he does. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, uh, maybe, maybe he'll do that. Oh, it yeah. sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, everyone. Matt Lieb here with an annoying mid-roll ad that I'm going to be playing until March 17th. Why March 17th, you ask? Well, <laughs> because I'm going to be co-headlining the Sacramento Punchline on Sunday, March 17th at 7 p.m., with my wife, Francesca Fiorentini. I would love it if you all bought your tickets to it. It's going to be really fun. Um, You helped us sell out uh, when we co-headlined the San Francisco Punchline, and now I'm asking for you to do it again. That's right. If you're in the Sacramento area or somewhere nearby, um, come to the Sacramento Punchline Sunday, March 17th, 7 p.m. It's going to be so much fun. I'm going to be there. Francesca's going to be there. Uh, someone else is going to open for us. I don't know who, but someone probably pretty funny. You're going to have a great time, and you can get your tickets right now by either clicking the link uh, that's in the show notes or going to punchlinesack.com and uh, buying your tickets. Do it. And if you can't go, hey, maybe you have friends who are in the area, and you you know you can tell them, like, hey, you like comedy. Come see this guy who does a podcast and his wife, who also does a podcast. It'll be great. So, yes, please come. Sacramento Punchline, March 17th. That's a Sunday at 7 p.m. Come, enjoy, laugh, love. All right. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Speaking of good movies. Speaking of good movies, the Razzie nominations came out this week. I don't know if uh, ooh, you, guys, ooh, ooh, you guys pay attention to the Razzies. Um, um, I, the I 43rd don't like, Razzie Awards. I, I don't make it a, a point to pay attention to them, but they do occasionally wind up in with some controversy, and I heard that was the case this year. That was the case. Well, first I'll read you the nominees. Um, okay. Worst Picture, Blonde, uh, Disney's Pinocchio, Blonde. Good Morning with a U, uh, the King's Daughter, Morbius. Uh, 
I've seen Blonde. I've heard of Morbius. The rest. No. Nope. What's Blonde again? It sounds familiar. That's the Marilyn uh, Monroe one with Anna de Armas. Oh, Anna de Armas. Worst actor. Uh, Colson mm. Baker, a.k.a. Machine Gun Kelly for Good Morning again. Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson, voice only for Marmaduke. Apparently oh, that's not nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto in Disney's Pinocchio. Uh, didn't didn't Disney's Pinocchio, did it get nominated for Best Animated Picture? There were two Pinocchios Yeah, this I year. just realized that, too. Like, I thought this they were talking about Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, mm-hmm. but this one is Disney's Pinocchio, which is oh. completely different thing, apparently. Mm. Uh, Jared Leto for Morbius. Sylvester Stallone for Samaritan. Actually, didn't mm-hmm. see that one. Um, worst actress, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong and Firestarter. This was the controversial one because she was uh, she's twelve years old. Oh, <laughs> that's not nice. Yeah, but you know what? I think all child actors are bad. And uh, I th- no, I agree, and they should be replaced by CG. We've yeah. said this many times. I don't times, think it's but... the children's fault. I think it's their parents' fault. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but also, come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not. That's not nice. That's not a fair thing to do. Don't. Don't. Uh, don't. Yeah. Do don't that call to out the kid directly because it's not their fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, send me. Someone sent me a picture of uh, these girls that are these triplets that are in George and Tammy. Uh, I I don't know if they're playing the same person. Oh, they are playing the same person. So that's like triplets. They they look like they're about I don't know six or seven. Uh-huh. Um, it's the Garmin triplets, and their names are Brinley, Kinsley, and Rinley. Jesus Christ. It's like making a circus freak. He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to make them have weird names. That's uh, gross. Bryce Dallas How- Howard for Jurassic Park Dominion. Uh-huh. Uh, sure. Diane Keaton for Mac and Rita. Um, why not? <laughs> uh, Kaya Scodelario for The King's Daughter. I don't know. What is the King's Daughter? Uh, it was like a princess movie with um, Pierce Brosnan. I didn't see it, but I vaguely remember it being a movie. Okay. Uh, Alicia Silverstone for the Rakeen. Is that the one with George Santos? <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst remake slash ripoff slash sequel, uh, Blonde, which... I don't know. None of that's those. What is that a remake? Yeah. None of yeah. those. Things. None of those things. Um, both 365 days sequels. Uh, what? So apparently there's a Polish romantic thriller called 365 Days. Okay. And it released two sequels. A uh, romantic thriller. Mm-hmm. Is that? I didn't. Know, I don't know this genre. <laughs> well, uh, that's what, like like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That's what mm-hmm. Wikipedia told me. Um, romantic thriller yeah i had never heard of any of these movies until today i don't know the genre yeah uh disney's pinocchio Firestarter, jurassic world dominion uh worst supporting actress we got adria arjona for morbius lorraine brocco voice only for disney's pinocchio uh how dare you penelope cruz and <laughs> fan you. bing bing for the three the 355 and the king's daughter wait wait both of them Who's Fan Bing Bing? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know what do you want me to say other than you than her name. That's it, her that's, name's Fan Bing Bing. Uh huh. It's a crazy name, don't yep. it? Uh, and Mira Sorvino for Lamborghini, the man behind the legend. I don't know. Did that ever come out? I thought that hadn't come out yet. I guess it did. I, I don't guess. know. 
this this Razzies, they're really no. It's just they don't make sense anymore. No, that's just, what I've. There's a, there's just so there. It used to be we all saw the same hundred movies, yeah, and now right. it's just like. What are you're really you're pulling out Polish romantic thrillers? No yeah. one yeah. has you, any idea what the fuck you're talking. No one about. in a ten mile radius saw that besides you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's you know what that's a really good point because there was a time in which like like all of the Razzies were basically like these giant both critical and like box office flops, mm -hmm. but they had money behind them. There were movies. It was like Gigli. It was like, mm -hmm. we had the star power, we have everything, you know, and then nothing just ends up being terrible. And you give it an award for being the most terrible. Mm -hmm. Now, now it just hurts more because you're picking on like people who these are like, like paycheck no, movies. Right. Yeah. yeah. And people are like, well, no one saw it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like no uh, one, like I, I no one like heard of it before you mentioned it. So now you're just being mean. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, like they could, they could exist to take down awards bait. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. That what they should do is exist to be. They'd be like worst movie, The Fablemans, yeah. and, just, <laughs> and everyone be like, what the fuck? And then just a bunch of people who are like voters of the Razzies, like fuck you, we hated it. Yeah, hated and, it. Yeah, like Crash, fucking Three Billboards, The Iron Lady, yeah. The King's mm -hmm. Speech. There's so many shitty awards movies that they could be awarding. Right, and then they can also. It's like it's more fun, and then they're just. You, they get to justify like hating the fucking thing, you know, and just be like, no, let me tell you why three mm -hmm. billboards was awful. Yeah. And then people could be like, yeah, I don't know. Shit, that's true. And in fact, it might actually be helpful for uh, like taking down all awards a peg like yeah. that I should think, be its its mission statement. I think the inherent problem with the Razzies is that uh, it's impossible to do contrarianism as a committee like you can't. Like That's any, true. Like mm -hmm. one person's opinion that can be interesting, but as soon as you get m like more than two or three people, it, like be the opinions become completely uninteresting. Like it's that's not, that's a very good point. That's a very like good I don't point. care anymore. Oh, you didn't like blonde? Oh, sorry. Like <laughs> yeah. now you're just a focus group. Suck a dick. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Whereas like for some reason we accept liking things by committee, and that's because it's just like you're okay. It's like well, did the fucking did all the seals flap their flippers when they ate the fish? <laughs> and then yeah, okay, give it a statue. Yeah, like, but even then, like, it's we like, allow that. It's bad. Like even when we do like uprocks, a like a community list of the best movies. There's a bunch of shit on it that I hate because it's like me and four people with different opinions voting on a thing, and then right. it's like, okay, well, what does this mean now? Yeah, it's a useless list essentially. Yeah, well, I mean, it just like everything becomes a focus group. And everybody, yeah. everybody acknowledges that focus groups are bad, but, uh, yeah. for some reason, like awards, I think it's cause there's a statue that looks like a person. So you were like, Oh fuck, fuck this Oscar guy. What does he know? But it's really just like a bunch of people with different opinions voting and it's naturally going to like filter down into the lowest common denominator. Yeah. That, honestly, what the Razzie should do then is just be all at the whim of one guy. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that like guy whoever, should be Armand White. Yes. <laughs> honestly, let him do it because he has some thoughts. He's like, best picture, what is a woman? 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it should Worst be like the picture. Dalai Lama. When he dies, they like find a kid who like farts in the middle of the Fablemans and they're like, okay, you're the new one. Yeah. I would, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the Dalai Armand White. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, worst actor. Uh, anyone who had the blacks in it. <laughs> That's what he would do. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that is it just it's mean to do it to an 11 year old, especially an 11 year old who starred in a movie that ended up being like such a a, a big yeah, flop. They're a child actor. Their life's going to be bad enough as it is. And what are they doing trying to make fire? I'm, I'm sorry, but like Firestarter is a terrible Stephen King book. It's like his worst. That's his worst book. You spend the whole thing going, this is a cool premise. She can make fires with her mind. And all of it is like fucking 500 pages of her not making fires and being like, <laughs> but daddy, I don't want to make a fire. <laughs> and then at the end, she make fire. And it's Maybe like, <laughs> you just don't like female-led uh, horror. Well, mostly because it's a girl. Yeah. I'm like, now you, that you know. If you don't go see Firestarter, they're never going to make a female-led horror movie again. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. That's why I'm watching Velma. God, I oh gotta support. God. Did you? I gotta support it? my POC. No, of course not. I just want. So, I kind of just want to play you like the the intro to it. Okay, please do. I feel like it settles in a little. I watched about twenty minutes of it today, and wow. it was bad. But none of it was as bad as like the intro part where you're just like, Ugh. yeah. Uh, and it's weird because like I actually I actually like um. What's her name? Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling like yeah. most of her shows, I actually enjoyed. Um, yeah, but uh, this really just smacks of like where the where the purpose of all art is to like corn cob right wingers or some shit. Or I, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I don't even know. But this yeah. is this is the intro. My name is Velma Dinkley, and this is my origin story. Sure. Normally, origin stories are about tall, handsome guys struggling with the burden of being handed even more power. And if they are about girls, it's usually like, hey, what made this hot chick go crazy? So to remedy this, I've decided to finally share the bone-chilling events that drove me to assemble the greatest team of spooky mystery solvers ever. Yeah, it was me, not Fred and his weird sex fan. This is my story told my way. And it starts with a murder, bitch. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah, man. That is that's rough. That's rough because it's uh, it's uh, completely unenjoyable and for nobody. <laughs> yeah, they're doing media criticism for the first like minute of this mm-hmm. project to be like. I mean, it's bad enough when they do the marketing where like, oh, you got to see this right. uh, because otherwise the uh, the incels will win. Uh, yeah. And usually it's just it, like I it it is solely the marketing that's doing that. And then the rest of it is just a movie. Yeah. But like, this is the, the, like doing female... it in the actual. Movie. Yeah. You, you can't is do this... it in the thing. Is this show meant for adults or children? That's that's the question. I don't I mean, think it's I, a kids thing. I don't think. I think. I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah. Then what are you talking? What are you doing? Doing media criticism for children? Like, oh, I mean, aren't you sick of men? 
You're yeah, not. I mean, they're nine. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, right. And, and for, for, but that's the thing. It's like, well, so then what they're doing is okay. So we're making a Scooby Doo sort of reboot for uh, like grownups, and it's like I don't know if grownups wants more Scooby Doo. No. I think they are. Uh, I think they're watching other shit. I mean, it's so it's it's weirdly for nobody, and it, it, to a degree that it's almost art in and of itself <laughs> the way that they were able to make this perfectly unappealing yeah. like they found the middle ground in which like not only did all the right wingers have their obvious knee-jerk reaction which was just like uh you know oh this is a bunch of woke things where there's a change my childhood but like all of the like sjw or whatever you want to call it left wing whatever liberals they were all like yeah, it, it it kind of is that, and also it's racist, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is like that's impressively right. bad. Yeah. Like that is you, you've got, uh, I mean, you that's a act of bipartisanship. I saw a movie this week that is like the the platonic ideal of who is this for? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen the previews for Eighty for Brady. Oh yes. Which no, I haven't seen bit. the previews. I've only seen uh them doing uh interviews uh for it and I just I love seeing those four uh old bats talking about stuff. <laughs> right. Like, so it's they, it's I would listen to a podcast of them. They're they're great. Yeah, like them being them would be great. They, being them. They literally were all just like talking about like what awards they have and haven't gotten and <laughs> like trying to be modest but also like 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 trying to like uh fucking uh one up each other a little bit too mm-hmm. like lily tomlin's like well i've got eight emmys so and then <laughs> just like damn lily why are you being a cunt <laughs> yeah so it's lily tomlin uh sally field rita moreno and jane fonda and mm-hmm. they're starring in the story of these four women who uh are going to go to houston to watch super bowl uh 50 i think it was the one in 2017 with tom brady and the uh-huh. the 28 3 comeback game so they're like patriots yeah. fans and they're all yeah. like going to see touchdown tom in his uh <laughs> finest hour so it's like on the one hand it's for fans of rita moreno jane fonda sally field and lily tomlin uh and on the other hand it's also for mass holes who are the only people who are rooting for the fucking patriots in that yeah. <laughs> super bowl and i guarantee like Every person who was like a super big Patriots fan rooting for Touchdown Tom and Super Bowl 50 uh, still calls Jane Fonda Hanoi Jane. Like there's no <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that Venn diagram is a fucking circle. They still think she's a communist. <laughs> yeah. That is so funny. Yeah, that's a very good point. There it's, is nobody who that movie is for. It's for nobody. It's very confusing. And then I start watching it and uh and at first, I thought they were using a different camera for Jane Fonda, like a sort of a soft filter kind of thing. And then yeah. I realized that like these four actresses were rarely in the same room together when they were shooting this. <laughs> it feels like a whole movie where it's just like people that were not in the same place in the same at the yeah. same time because they were like, I don't want, I don't want to fucking get up. Like, get there's, COVID. There's <laughs> yeah. there's jokes that don't fit together because. Mm-hmm. 
they I, ima- I imagine the director being like hey can you do that one again this line's supposed to cut together with that one they're like nah nah we got it I'm fucking, <laughs> we got it i got eight yeah. emmys suck a dick yeah right exactly <laughs> sally field is just like oh yeah no um i'm not gonna do that again but i am gonna polish my oscars you bitch <laughs> i love that though i love uh, them not giving a fuck makes me want to see the movie even more no though. it made that- the movie good because like you yeah. know how you're watching a movie and you're like how did they do this or how did they yeah. make this with like special effects and stuff this is like a whole movie of that because you're like this shot clearly didn't happen at the same time as that shot <laughs> who which two love it. which two actors were actually there on the same day I at the same it. time just at one point you're just you're 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 looking at fucking lily tomlin and you're like that's she's doing this on zoom yeah what the <laughs> yeah. fuck there's one moment where like they go to the nfl fan experience or whatever Mm-hmm. Um, which begins with uh, Lily Tomlin being like, oh, I've always wanted to go to that, which is fucking hilarious because no one has ever said that. <laughs> no one's ever said that. Uh, yeah. But uh, so Lily Tomlin is like at this booth for like the throwing skills fucking booth or some shit where you throw mm-hmm. a ball into a basket. Um, and so there's some dude there and he's like, oh shit, grandma, shouldn't you be home knitting a sweater or something? Uh, and then Rita Moreno leans over to him and is like, you feeling pretty confident? And you're like, what the fuck? How is that? How do those those two lines don't have anything to do with each what? other? Yeah, what? And the next thing you know, like the, it's about like a bet that they've made, but they clearly didn't get the line where like it was going to be a bet. Like no one ever did that line. <laughs> I like that. That's good. That means yeah. they're, they're, they're letting you put it together. Exa- well, not only that, it's like the I, usually the problem with those movies is that they feel really like patronizing. There's, you know, there's, yes. all, there's all these like, old people showing the whippersnappers what's what sort of movies with where you know like fucking al pacino and christopher walken are like shitting their pants and taking the wrong pills or whatever (laughs) right yeah yeah or robert de niro's getting stabbed in the boner and meet the fuckers (laughs) sure Uh, sure uh yeah and it's kind of always sad to watch because you're like god that that was fucking serpico or whatever Uh, (laughs) but this one is kind of legit because you can like the whole subtext of it was like these these actresses are too good for this project and they know yeah, it and yeah. they did not care to do any reshoots or uh, re-record the fucking lines of dialogue to make any of it make sense. They, these guys, these ladies got paid in crypto <laughs> to do this movie and they were just like, all right, fuck it. You know, if they're not giving us real cash then let's just, let's just do it at our own pace. Yeah. I love the action. No, I love that. <laughs> That is uh, more power to them. And honestly, them together doing press junkets has been probably far more entertaining than the movie itself. And I I really am like, they should podcast together. They're all, they're very Mm -hmm. good together. Do they all do like heavy um, New England accents? No, 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 not a real missed opportunity. Not at all. Like Lily Tomlin does it in about like a third of her scenes. Yeah. uh, And then no one else does it at all well she's still she's still oscarless so mm. she's still you know holding out hope uh what's uh, she's very close to that egot and uh she can taste it yeah you're um, so at first i was like why are they not doing boston accents and then like rob cordry and another guy show up and they're doing like really like snl level uh yeah boston accents and yeah then, and i was like, oh, yeah, like oh, i think that yeah, was a, no. that was a smart decision not to not to do that i think not forcing people to do the accent is almost always a good decision. I will say I did for the first time ever 
which is crazy, watched the movie Heat. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I had just never seen it. I knew I know of it. I you Great know movie. and. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's good. I I'm a, I'm a little bit confused as to why it's considered to be so great. I feel like it's just it's like it's good, but uh, I don't know. I feel like I should have seen it when I was in seventh grade. That was the perfect time to love <laughs> Heat. And and now as an adult, uh, I'm watching this movie and I just uh, it's just weird because you're just like, why is this set in L.A.? It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be an L.A. movie. At one point, Robert De Niro is like talking to that one lady who's in The Leftovers and is like, uh, she's like, uh, where are you from? And he's like, me? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm from the Bay Area. And I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? Why do they have? They don't need to be from california just give them a, a one sentence backstory oh i grew up in brooklyn and then moved out here like that that's yeah. all you gotta mm-hmm. do but instead you got they got al pacino being like i was <laughs> yeah. on ventura yeah. <laughs> driving down the 101 and you're just when like, i grew what? up in rancho cucamonga <laughs> <laughs> It really is just like, you know, we haven't had this much crime in Venice Beach since the 70s. Oh, it is like we don't need this. We don't need this doesn't have to be set in L.A. And the accent is just like too much. Also, you come to me now when I'm trying to enjoy Universal City Walk. All right. We're going to order Zanku chicken. It's got the garlic sauce. <laughs> uh, like these guys are very New York, and it's just there's no point. And also, Al Pacino did he have a script? Because I'm watching that movie, and I'm going like, there are scenes in it where he's just incredible, and then there are scenes in it where I'm like, they're just letting him do whatever. Yeah, which I kind of <laughs> which enjoy. Are amazing. Yeah, no, I enjoy that they're letting him do whatever, but it is kind of like. Um, you know, as someone who's only seen the clip of talking about, she had a great ass like yeah, that. Um, I'm spending a good amount of time up until that point going, <laughs> where's the woman with the great ass? Yeah. I know there's a woman with the great yeah, ass in this. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, nope, she's off not, screen somewhere. Chekhov's right. ass. Yeah, it's Chekhov's <laughs> ass. And I'm just like, oh, so he just says this at some point. Just apropos of almost mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. and uh yeah probably so it's, uh, was it, just a complete ad lib oh definitely <laughs> because his next line after that is just like i'm disgusting so <laughs> it's just like oh. <laughs> they're just letting him go so i mean i appreciate the movie but again like it, it, when actors are forced into doing other accents i definitely don't like that so i'm glad they didn't change it but it didn't have to be la that's all i'm saying got it Got it. All right. Well, now we know what you thought of Heat. All right. You know, I'm just, I'm a little late to the game on seeing Heat, and I think I'd give it a solid B+. But we did all see a movie, Uh huh. and we should close out this podcast talking about it. Am I right, Vince? Yeah. Okay. So we all watched The Menu. Yeah. It's good. I like. Yeah, I like a lot. All right, guys, that's been our pod. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, I didn't even know uh, that this movie came out. And just at some point, I'm on HBO Max between watching like Last of Us episodes. And I was like, oh, sick. Fucking uh, Ray Fiennes is uh, playing a cook. I guess I'll watch this. Mm -hmm. 
and then I see that it's got um, that fishy girl. ATJ. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anja. Anja? Anya. 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 Anya, Taylor Joy, the daughter yes, of a speedboat uh, speedboat millionaire. Really? Uh-huh. What speedboat? Like he earned his money racing speedboats? Or I think was that like a slum dog millionaire. I think he was rich and he took up speedboat uh, racing. It. Okay. Oh okay. yeah, that makes more sense because I was like, chicken or egg here. Yeah. Her father <laughs> um, is an Argentine of English and Scottish descent. Uh, Argentine. Uh, hold on. Where's Wait. So she speak? She speaks Spanish? I think so. She picky pani. She picky pani. <laughs> Wow, I pick a bunny. My wife pick a bunny. I'm pretty well. Yeah. So yeah, so she was in this, um, and I was like hot because I like fish mm-hmm. sexually, um, and also I think she's <laughs> the, the twenty four year old Netflix star is a Scottish Argentinian former world powerboat champion. <laughs> world, world power, power boat? boat champion. Wow, yeah, dude. <laughs> what does that even uh, mean? I don't know. I mean, a world power, I know. A boat champion, I know. <laughs> Together, who knows what that means? I mean, that she's the power boat champion of the world. In his I, other, I, 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 I get it. In his other career as an investment banker in Buenos Aires, uh, Dennis was awarded an MBE for services to British trade with Argentina some 18 years after the end of the Falklands War. What's it? Oh, what? Wait, <laughs> he. I'm sorry. Uh, did he? Was he pro-British during the Falklands? I don't know why they fit that fit that in there. If that was just a weird thing to say because you're a British tabloid, um, probably that. But uh, it's their yeah. way of letting you know that uh, he chose the chose the, the wrong British side, side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the Falklands. Wow. Um, well, anyways, the menu. Um, that was a surprisingly good movie. I was uh, intrigued by it. It's uh, it's on HBO Max. You can watch it now. It's a movie about um, uh, uh, how foodies deserve death. <laughs> that was your take? I've, I've always agreed with. Well, yeah, um, that's because, you know, they don't respect your onion loaves and uh, Tony Roma's ribs and palate mm. and other things. <laughs> your your, pa- My, your eight-year-old's mm-hmm. palate. Yeah, my plebeian palate, but I mean, I but I I completely like I relate to the idea of like, um, you know, the thing about people who spend like twelve hundred dollars on like a single meal is that like if you can do that, um, you're like you, someone should eat you eventually. <laughs> Because that to me, it's like that's you are foie grasing yourself, um, you know, by like only ingesting like the most rare of foods there. You're doing something to probably the taste of your own human body that mm. would make it, I think, uh, I don't know, delicious. So, see, I don't even I, really think it's about food or foodies like specifically necessarily. Oh yeah, yeah, because I mean, like it's, half it's of them. Class. Yeah, most of them aren't even really into food. See, to me, it's about you know his. He's this. Uh, he's this famous artist guy, and like he's gotten mm-hmm. to the peak of his. 
once you get to a certain level of uh, being like a famous artist, like yeah. your your fan, like to get near you is such requires such exclusivity that it's the, the your your real patrons are going to be like the super super rich, like right. the only people that can afford to you know see your art or taste your food or whatever the fuck is going to be some really rich uh weird people like he's got in his restaurant right and yeah. so and like he sort of gradually uh comes to hate those people naturally mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah but it's to me it's like you know if yeah sure if you want to like look at it in the abstract like what is it about <laughs> about then sure but like me watching the movie um i was just like i hate i hate these types of people um sure. i hope some i hope something bad happens to them <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and then they the weird thing about the, and then the it movie does. is yeah. it does they like give you exact, bad things happen bad people yeah it, it, the movie gives you exactly what you want um and it gives you at least for me it gives you what you hope for um and uh although i will say that at the end i did feel a little bit like um uh ashamed you ever like binge eat a bunch of junk food and afterwards mm. you're just like oh i'm bad <laughs> like you eat a whole thing of like uh caramel corn yeah but i don't how does that relate is this movie <laughs> caramel corn or no but it's like all my worst instincts of just like i hope he murders all these people oh, and then as it's God. going on you're just like yes 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 <laughs> and then you're just like no kill him too and like at one point when uh john Leguizamo's assistant um is like wait why am i here and he's like what <laughs> what college you go to this is yeah. brown student loans no you're you're gonna die like like for me i was like yes this movie is deepest darkest human in me (laughs) it was like it's just this this little cretinous grub inside Mm -hmm. my heart that's just like yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so uh so i liked it on on that level i also liked it on the you know yes in general it's about um a an artist who uh is also finding that his um you know his entire reason for being at this point he's like he's hit you know this like he's hit the top he's plateauing and now all of the uh disgusting people that brought him up want to bring him down Mm -hmm. like there's nothing that i think um art critics uh or not art critics in general but just like the masses love more than a fall from grace and i think he was like i'm going to give you a fall from grace to remember and then murders everyone well, I don't um, even think it's that everybody wants to bring him down. I think it's 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 also that like everyone thinks that they it, are able to like influence him just because he has money. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like once you reach a certain level of fame and wealth, like anybody who can afford to get in the same room with you is inevitably going to be terrible. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And try to like yeah try to like manipulate you or influence you or use you in some way yeah and even your fans like the main character like even people that worship you like a god are equally annoying to the people who want nothing more than to bring you down yeah 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 no um that guy by the way um he was so wonderful yeah like (laughs) such a such an amazing 
performance and and understated yeah that i think I was, he's been uh, like such a solid utility player for yeah. so long that you kind of mm-hmm. overlook him and then you see him like in this and in like the great and you're like oh yeah he really he really can shred when he needs to like he's yeah pretty fucking good. like that character is a very specific character because he wasn't like th- there was a few characters in it that were like all of the guys who were like finance bros yeah. or whatever like those were a little like contrived uh they, they weren't they, like specific enough in their terribleness mm-hmm. like it sort of read it read more as a broadside because it was a little more broad than like that specific foodie guy right exactly and and not to say that you know for that for me i was like okay these are great people easy to kill people fine sure that's fun and with his character you know he's so hard to read because you he's like so obviously pathetic he's so obviously like um a loser and a piss pig and like (laughs) is is just like so obsessed with um the the art that this guy's making the food that this guy makes and just hangs on to his every word and also in uh letting everyone know that he knows what's going yeah. on yeah which is like yeah. i work uh i work yeah. at the farmer's market selling bread for for this like artisanal bakery now mm-hmm. and people it, like i get people like that all the time who want to come up and like tell me about the bread and i'm like cool yeah okay yeah, god god <laughs> Yeah. It's just a, it's such a it's such a specific type of person who is like don't embarrass me in front of this person who doesn't know I exist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and, then he uh, makes a but then he makes a case when he's making his case for why he uh enjoys food. It's like half being annoying but half really eloquent and putting like putting like yes, pretty intelligent eloquent words to why he likes it and you're like, "All right. He makes yeah, a, he no, makes a it, solid case for it." Yeah, and and it, it makes the character all the that more I I guess like magnetic where you're just like you you don't, he's a wild card you don't know what he's about everyone else is falls into like fairly kind of like I don't know uh I would say normal archetypes like yeah you, you normal got the people food in a horror movie that you're excited yes, to see die it, yeah exactly exactly yeah. and and with him you know you don't know it, it precisely why he would maybe deserve to die Mm -hmm. um and you're also conflicted because he's like such a loser and um so you know obviously desperate for a you know to be uh considered like a guy who loves food and like a guy who is like worthy of respect of like this type of guy Mm -hmm. and he's also like yelling at uh uh at anya um taylor joy's character um, you know, like just like being like awful to her mm-hmm. because he's so embarrassed by her like unwillingness to just go with it, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, so you're just like, what is this? And then just the the twist with his character at the end is just so, it's so wonderful, yeah. it's so good. All I'm the just lines like, was, like I, this was one of those movies where I feel like I wouldn't if I gave notes, I'd be like, yeah, no, don't really change a frame. Like all the lines. Yeah, like almost all of them hit for me. All pretty yeah. much all of them hit for me. All yeah. the jokes worked. I mean, like you said, like a couple of the characters maybe a little, a little overbroad, okay but that, it doesn't. I, yeah, I'm it was a, fine. It worked. It worked I, for the movie. I, I don't need every single. I don't need a fucking entire cast of like nuanced characters, right. especially for a movie that's like kind of taking the piss out of this kind of. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not. It's not doing. It's doing it's doing essentially a slasher horror yeah, film type thing. Yeah, it's not trying thing. to reinvent the the whole genre of it. It's just right. doing, you know, it's doing it's it's knowing schlock. Uh Yes, yes. Yeah. 
Um, as, and, uh, as the art critic lady would say. Yeah. I was trying uh, to figure out why I thought Anya Taylor-Joy looked so much weirder in this mm-hmm. than she does normally. And I was like, and then I found some, and then she showed up on like some plastic surgery Instagram and it was like, oh, it's because she got those little fat things removed. Oh, she got oh, her, her buckles from her. She got her buckles. She got the buckles from her. From her they face, got of, her, of her buckles, yeah. yeah, and so which I don't think she needed to do because she already has those uh, those lizard eyes. Like she already has very striking <laughs> features. You don't need to like remove yeah. the. I think she did it for fat. me, dog, because yeah, like she's like yeah, because she's uh, she's going for like it's giving big mouth Billy Bass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, yeah. Like so, I watch it and I go like good more mm-hmm. take me you to know, that scales, river scales fins you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> i want her to go like i want her to go full bass by the end yeah. of her career <laughs> bass um, <amount. laughs> yeah uh but no i think she's she's hot i did see like some of those like uh, pre you know buccal fat pictures and whatnot and i was just like uh yeah it's a very it's a dr- it's a drastic change mm-hmm. but at the same time i'm like it is she already one looked of those high things. fashion she didn't she, didn't she or any, exactly yeah. she already looked kind of weird she and looked I feel like, like her father was a uh, investment a power, banker turned powerboat captain who yeah, yeah, probably married so champion yeah super super power bottom of the world or whatever. <laughs> um so yeah no and and i just Her majesty's power bottom oh, yeah. <laughs> pbe power bottom of england <laughs> He gets a medal from the yeah. queen in his asshole. Um, <laughs> she, yeah, she's so. The pig. <laughs> yeah, she's so distinct looking that I truly cannot tell if she's a good actress or if I just like looking at her. Yeah. I, I, I really, I don't know. I think she's a fabulous actress too. I thought she I, was just, amazing in the fucking Black Phillip movie, so I'm pretty sure she still is. Okay. I think I think she is just a uh, like I've never seen a poor performance from her i've only ever seen uh her you know like being cast in something where i'm just like nah this is too like uh her role in um that one david o russell movie that we saw amsterdam mm-hmm. where she doesn't oh. she play like the sister of uh, can't remember margot robbie yeah she, it's a very forgettable very theatrical part and i just was like nah they didn't need her like there's the cast is too big already. You don't need more famous people to have bit parts. I always hate that shit. But um, no, she's solid in everything. She's just like a really good actress. And um, uh, and it's good to see know. Johnny Legs. Uh, yeah, Johnny dude. Legs is always good. John Leguizamo is so mm. underrated. He shows it's... up in one movie every four years, and every time I'm like, God damn, this guy should be in everything. It's it makes you wonder like is he's like the you know he's he's basically the daniel day lewis of uh like i mean he's like daniel day lewis and then he does a movie once every blue moon and it's always like well that was a weird choice but (laughs) you know it's like it's like if daniel day lewis was like i'd like to do an ice age movie you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) but he's like one of the he's the one of the few actors that you don't begrudge for stealing voice work from voice actors because he's like totally he's He's actually really good at at, he's not just doing his regular voice he's pretending to be a fucking weasel and doing it well (laughs) and doing it well yeah no he's he's just like 
he's just talented. He's just so good in everything that he's done where you just wonder, like, is he does he just like, no, nah, I don't want an Oscar. Like, is that his thing? <laughs> like, I don't because he could be one of the like he could be a highly decorated actor you know do you think oh, it's yeah. self-imposed or do you think he has trouble getting work that he I wants don't to know do? i can't imagine he does i i uh, but not because like um he's i don't know i maybe he does maybe they don't want to give him the because he's not like a money maker certainly yeah. not like no he's one's not a box office draw he's not a box office draw but at like the same could time be, but yeah yeah Right. At the exactly. I feel like he could be and um or at the very least he could be like a go to dramatic actor. Do you guys are you guys old enough to remember House of Buggin? Uh I don't know the House of Buggin. I remember mm -hmm. the pest. Uh House mm -hmm. of Buggin was basically the Latino in living color uh, mm -hmm. starring Jean Leguizamo and Luis Guzman. Oh really? That sounds wow. cool. It that was cool. It was amazing. <laughs> like it's weird that it kind of just came and went because it was real. I mean, I don't know. I haven't watched it in twenty years, but I loved uh -huh. it. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's always been um, surprisingly good to the point where I'm just no longer surprised. I'm just excited when I see him in something, mm -hmm. and him playing this character too. It's like another thing where I was just like, he's also playing a character who's like a, a low key version of himself where he's mm -hmm. just like the um, so I had this the celebrity with kind the, of like with, on the down, right? You know, I, slope of his career. I talked about this with Luke O'Neill, but like, what what celebrity did you did he did you think he was supposed to be, or what was like the first celebrity that you thought of? I thought he was. Um, I mean, at first I was like, he's Mario Lopez. Mm, um, okay, uh, not bad. Uh, but but then I was like, no, he's more John Leguizamo than he is Mario Lopez because he was talking about him at the presenter uh, point of my career, uh -huh. which is like, you know, a hell of a point to uh, to me. It's like, yeah, but th that's kind of always been like, other than say by the bell, Mario Lopez has only ever been a presenter, so I'm not entirely sure i would like he's not supposed to be george lopez because george lopez is uh always got why can something. you only picture a hispanic man as other hispanic <laughs> men because that um i'm racist <laughs> no uh my first no, thought I, was johnny depp but that i admit that it might have just been the scarf but mm, i also yeah feel, but i feel like no, johnny depp is like at that no point of his career where he's like no. pseudo canceled but uh yeah but he wasn't playing a canceled character i think if it had been johnny depp it would have been a, a more specific sure. also johnny depp is a like a clown is a different type of clown he's like he's he's a lot more flamboyant and he's a lot more like he's putting on a whole thing he's doing a fucking character as a person like yeah. he's well uh, uh, you know uh, yeah I thought he was um, the first the, the celebrity I thought of was I can't remember his name now. He's in um, Rush Hour. Uh, Chris not Tucker? Jackie Chan. Chris Tucker. Mm. Yes, that's who I was. I so thought yeah, of him as more of like a comedic actor for whatever reason. Right. No. Yeah. Because he was in like Doctor Sunshine or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite. So uh, I think uh, Chris Tucker is my favorite. He's like the wild card from the Epstein flight logs. Yeah. He's in there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he's there. Yeah. Wow. Like, he's by far the most random person that was yeah. on an Epstein plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's got that rush hour money, but god damn, dude. Like, 
There's no way he's. He got a coupon. Here's the thing: is uh, <laughs> I, I have heard from New York comedians, especially, um, that the weird thing about Epstein was that, like, yeah, he would like have Bill Gates and Bill Clinton and fucking Donald Trump and all that, but also he would have like random old comedians that you Dude, know. That uh, is true for every weird rich guy. Like there was the period when Johnny Depp would hang out at comedy clubs in L.A. for a long time, and then and, and then fucking. Uh, Elon Musk had his weird obsession with uh, Nathan Fielder and was like constantly trying to like oh. get Nathan Fielder to come hang out with him and tell him yeah. that he's funny. I'm trying to think of who the the comedian was th- that also uh, it was like so, it wasn't like Rich Voss, but it was like Rich Voss, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was just like that fucking guy. It was like one of those like you know uh, somebody who was on Comedy Central in 1999. Uh, yeah, like a, like who's the premium blend guy. The Pitbull of comedy? Yeah. Oh. What's that guy's name again? Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly? No. Uh, it's it's uh, Bobby Slayton. That's who I was thinking Bobby of. Slayton. Yes. Yeah. That's who. That's who. That's that the it. one. Bobby Slayton. Bobby Slayton. Uh, oh, well, I guess I shouldn't say this. I'm, <laughs> I, allegedly, Bobby Slayton was like friends with, uh, with Epstein and... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he so went to the weird. island, but it was like just this weird thing where it'd be like all these powerful people and Bobby Slayton. <laughs> like that is so strange. Bobby Slayton to me. is listed in Epstein's Black Book on page fifty. Yep, uh, there it is. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, I that's, believe it. I like the I idea it. of just like fucking. You know, you're, you're like looking through Robert Mugabe <laughs> <laughs> cell phone <laughs> records, and there's like Sebastian Maniscalco on there fifty times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so fucking great. You're just, just like carrot top. What the fuck? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. But um yeah. Anyways, I don't know how we got there. Uh let's just uh wrap it up by talking about uh Ray But I think Fines. that is I feel like that does relate to the menu. Cause like I said, you get oh, to yeah. a certain level of fame and you get I feel like every story is just this weird collection of mm-hmm. famous people because you know, you're known enough that those people want to hang out with you. I, yeah. I, I can imagine like a certain level of fame, like every, every story that you would have about other celebrities has to be so fucking weird. Yeah. 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 I, one time I did a show that Brandon Wardell was on, it was in Seattle and then Ken Jennings showed up to hang out with him backstage. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is, this there's nothing wrong with this, but this was also like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. So Brendan Wardell was young and yeah. Ken Jennings was like 50 and like, hey, what's up, dudes? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I was it, like, oh, okay. Once you get to a certain level of fame, you're just, you're, you just hang out with old weird guys. I yeah. Guess. I, I mean, know. we were yeah. talking about that Pamela Anderson memoir at the beginning of the show. Like one of the other an- anecdotes she had was like being at the Playboy Mansion when she was 22 or 21 on her first trip to LA and she was in the bathroom um trying not to pay attention to uh jack nicholson ben savage's dick <laughs> jack nicholson was having a threesome in the bathroom while she was like trying to ignore what was going on so she could fix her makeup Damn. and she said she like caught his eye in the mirror right as he was coming <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, then he, and then he thanked her <laughs> 
Jesus that's, that's actually pretty that's a classy move to, yeah. to yeah. say thank yeah. you no afterwards. that is sweet if, yeah. Yeah. yeah and he, he was there first obviously so yeah. I feel like it's not on him yeah She's weird for making eye contact with him. Clearly, he's busy. I'd leave the bathroom. I'd be like, there's <laughs> yeah. got to be another bathroom. Yeah. It's a mansion. There's no way that it's so important that I fix my makeup right now in here. <laughs> Paul Reiser was uh, getting a rim job in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Reiser at Epstein Island. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a pedo hood, his yeah. fourth Paul, book. Paul Reiser and the Shah of Iran were uh, tag teaming <laughs> some lady. Oh. Anyways, uh, we got to wrap this up because I yeah. got a baby to take care of. But uh, Ray Fiennes playing a psychopath, chef's kiss. Right. Indeed. Always good. Indeed. I loved him. He, he's just like, I just, I, I love him in everything. Um, and especially when he's like, nah, let me do some red dragon shit. You know, mm-hmm. the more Francis Dollarhide he gets, the more I'm like, you know, I know he's like a fancy actor or whatever, but he should dedicate his career to horror films. That's what I think. Yeah. He's the best. Like, think about his, like, probably most iconic role as, like, Eamon Girth in Schindler's List. He's essentially just a horror film character. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm just saying, it's like, I know you want to do English Patient or whatever. Also horror film character, covered in burns. (laughs) But, like, just, just do slashers. He's yeah, so he's good. Great at, he's well. He's just great at being the bad guy. He's uh, so good at it. What's like, that movie uh, with the Colin Farrell and the Banshees guys? But it's not in Bruges. Yeah. He's like the bad guy in yeah. that. He's phenomenal. Is he? Yeah. I need to see that movie. Oh, oh yeah, geez. dude. Yeah. Oh, All dude. right. Well, Matt's got to see in Bruges. Uh, you guys yeah. got to get tickets to uh, pod yourself the, a gun at SF Sketch Fest. That's right. Uh, so go online, get it now because uh, the show's on Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm it's in San Tim Francisco. Allen, the whole crowd. Yeah, we're all and showing it's up a in joke. Robes. It's a so joke. So don't make it yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess you guys don't get humor. <laughs> uh, and uh, our guest is Anna Hosnier, and it's going to be a really fun show. So we'll see you Saturday. Uh, Brent Flyberg, thanks for coming on. Hey, talking for, shit with for us. having me. I had a great time. Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Brent Flyberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's. I guess that's it. Right, listen check- to Pod Yourself the Fucking Wire. Listen to Pod Yourself the Wire. You can find it on the feed called Pod Yourself a Gun. Um, <laughs> broadcast at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, and concerns. Vince, uh, what is the Google Voice number? 415-275-0030. Also, patreon.com slash broadcast for all the bonus episodes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, good night and a good chins. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 